Welcome back to Jesus Does My Taxes. We've got another great episode in store for you today. Thanks for listening. Please rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and you can even ask your home smart speaker to play Jesus Does My Taxes. We've got another great episode. We've got all your favorite accountants, Ryan Amarone. Hello, hello, hello. Jeffrey Cheney. I really hope I'm one of the most favorite ones. <laughs> yep, favorite accountants. So, Ryan, welcome back from vacation. How was the tropics? Oh, it was beautiful just hanging out in St. Lucia, you know, during the middle of tax season. No, but really, I was just at a wedding. <laughs> Ryan was MIA for a little bit, but we're glad to have him back because I don't know what we'd do without him. So, today we're going to talk about debt. D E B I got, I got nervous for you just a second there, Al, that you would spell it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I was like, oh no, I can't, I can't, I hope I didn't spell debit. <laughs> oh, bad accountant joke. So debt, we all have it pretty much. I mean, I, I bet 99% of Americans have debt in some shape or form, whether it's a credit card, whether it's business debt or I think I think, stati- I think statistics say that it's over... 84%. It's somewhere around that number. 84% of, of all Americans have at least $7,000 worth of debt. Wow. I thought it'd be higher than that. I thought it would be like 99%. Well, if you go to, if you go to, I think if you go to business owners, it's a different number, but, but yeah, of, of all Americans, but, but it says of all Americans, right? So think about it. Children typically don't have debt. Right. Well, actually nowadays they do because they're Children they're cost credit cards. So all those dang credit card offers in the mail. Anyhow, Jeff, what does the Bible say about debt? Well, it never calls it a sin, first of all. Okay. But it is discouraged, highly discouraged. Hmm. And it basically says that if you are in debt, that you are a slave to your debtor. And uh, we, we're going to go into a little bit more kind of in, de- you know, in, in detail with this, but that's Proverbs 22.7, by the way. The rich rules over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. You know, so you hear a, like a lot out there in at least our circles that say, no matter what you do, do not do debt. Debt is bad. Debt is evil. Debt is that. But, you know, the Bible doesn't actually ever call it a sin. In fact, there's even instances where the Bible encouraged the behavior of debt. And that often gets overlooked because, you know, nowadays we're, we're all thinking to ourselves, oh, we want to be financially free. We want to live without debt, and we're told that uh, if we have debt, then we are horrible people who don't have faith. And there's uh, some some major groups out there that kind of push that philosophy. And look, don't get me wrong; the Bible says it's you know you're you're, you're a servant to your debtor, which is absolutely true. That doesn't mean that uh, necessarily debt is evil. You just have to understand what you're doing when you get into debt, mm. right? So let me let me go with the example of what I was talking about, where the Bible actually encourages it. And this goes to Second Kings 4, 1 through 7, and I'm going to read this. Now, there happened to be a certain woman who had been the wife of a member of the Guild of Prophets. She cried out to Elisha, my husband who served you has died, and you know that your servant feared the Lord, but a creditor has come to take away my children into indentured servitude. And Elisha responded, what shall I do for you? Tell me what you have in your house. She replied, your servant is nothing, and it has nothing in the entire house except for a flask of oil. So he told her, go out to all your neighbors in the surrounding streets and borrow lots of pots from them. Don't just get a few empty vessels either. Then go in, shut the door behind you, taking only your children and pour the oil into all the pots. 
as each one is filled, set it aside. So she left Elijah, shut the door behind her and the children, and while they kept on bringing vessels to her, she kept on pouring oil. When the last of the vessels had been filled, she told her son, bring me another pot. But he replied, there isn't even one pot left. Then the oil stopped flowing. After this, she went and told the man of God what had happened. So he said, go, sell the oil, pay your debt, and you and your children will be able to live on the proceeds. So here you have a story where Elijah the prophet is actually telling somebody to use leverage, right? Borrow from your neighbors, borrow the pots, get into debt. Now, this circumstance, I think in, in this case, I don't want to get into you know too, too much detail on it, but, but it was actually encouraged, right? She wasn't told that she was evil. She wasn't told that she was a terrible, terrible Christian or anything like that. There was a circumstance that presented itself where she needed to leverage in order to be able to move forward, all right? But let's also not misinterpret the Bible either and understand what it says. It does say that you were a debtor. I'm sorry, you're a, you're a slave to your debtor. So she absolutely, when she borrowed those vessels, she was a slave to the people that she um, borrowed it from. She owed them, right? But what did she do? She, she got through and she paid off her debt as quickly as possible. And so we have to understand that debt is not a sin. And sometimes, sometimes we have to get into debt. That doesn't mean we look for it. Doesn't mean we reach out for it. But there are times and circumstances where we just, we just can't overlook it. We need it. For example, if I want to buy a, I don't know, a $3 million commercial building on my measly little CPA salary, that's because Ryan and Al don't let me take a paycheck. Not today anyways. But, uh, you know, if I want to be able to, to purchase an investment like that, tell me, is it wrong for me to leverage with the bank the property? Is it wrong for me to say, okay, I know that the interest will cost me X, but my return will be X plus. Is it wrong for me to do that? Or should I be saying, oh, look, I have to, I have to trust God is going to provide for me and that that investment, if he's not giving me the $3 million to buy it, I shouldn't buy it. What are your thoughts? So I think that's a, a great point. Leverage is something that, that business owners are constantly finding themselves using. And I think it goes back to actually doing forecasting and analysis when they're looking at these types of investments. Is it a viable investment? Does it make sense to leverage this type of purchase through debt? And it really goes down to weighing all these, these alternatives and seeing the forecast of cash flows that, that can be produced from it. So you're saying if it's a good investment, take the debt out. It'll, it'll enrich your family. It'll, yeah, I would agree with that. I would also say, hey, you know what? If, you know, you're a Christian and you buy, you know, we do this from time to time, right, Jeff? We buy uh, multifamily apartment complexes and we actually buy them and they can be very dilapidated, very depressing, sometimes bad places to live for people. And if we take out debt, and I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad really quickly. I'm just glad you just told everybody we're a bunch of slumlords. <laughs> no, that's the complete opposite of what we are. We buy those places and we rehab them and make them amazing, cheery, inviting places for people to live. And that's building God's kingdom. So, so, so using debt, I think to further God's kingdom, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. So if it's a good investment, it's not going to put your family and you in financial stress and and make your make your life less godly i would say absolutely take out the debt right what i say on this one is it's really between uh, it's really a matter between you and god right some people have no problem with it some other people have major problems with it it depends on your heart condition 
and uh, where you are in your walk. But I would say that's something you you have to you have to take before God to to understand which direction you should go into. So I don't want us to commit to telling everybody, yes, that is perfect. Go ahead and get that because that's not even what the Bible says. And I also don't want to get on the side of saying you should never get into debt ever because the Bible says that when in fact it really doesn't. It just simply provides you with information on what you should do about it. Although, I mean, it does, it does more allude to the fact that it's bad for you and to stay away. Because if you look in like Romans 13, 8, Paul says in his letter to the Romans, he says, Oh, no one, anything except to love one another for he who loves one another has fulfilled the law. So even there, he's saying like, you know, don't be a debtor, right? He's not saying it is a sin to owe, right? He's providing information. Like if you can be, if you can be debt-free, be debt-free. So we have to just be careful that we don't misinterpret or add in our own version of scripture so that it fits our needs. I think you have to understand that Bible does say it's, it's bad does say to stay away from it. it does say that it produces bondage but that's a that's an issue you've got to take up with god because obviously we just went over in the beginning of this the example with uh, elijah and the woman with the oil that uh, there was a need there in a time where a prophet of god said look go down this road because you apparently you apparently need to at this point so i think really you have to take it before god and i think you've really got to weigh the situation and determine what is really the right the solution. I think if you're going to get into debt, that's burdensome and, you know, is, is really going to stress you a long way. Like how most like home mortgages are like that. You have to be careful for, because you don't, you don't want to make it. So now like you're just using up all your resources to pay debt, right? Because now what you've done is you've robbed your future and you want to be careful of that. I know uh, a lot of our listeners are saying to themselves right now, I'm a Dave Ramsey supporter. I, I, I totally, totally agree with this. Debt is bad. Jeff, what do you think of Dave Ramsey? I think he's done some good. And I think he pushes a, a good a good message to people. I've actually been very involved in that network at one point. And uh, you know, like anything, there's 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 things you can agree with and things you disagree with. Right. And uh, what I what I always tell people to caution with, I don't care who it is, right? Even with us, what I tell people to caution with is don't just take what we say or what Dave Ramsey says and just, you know, consider that the law, right? Like research for yourself. If you're not researching in the Bible for yourself to get your own answer and to have that relationship with God where you're kind of communing with him to get that answer, then you're not listening to the right voices. We're just people who are trying to interpret things the best we can. And we don't have all the answers. We'd like to sometimes think we do, but the truth of the matter is we don't. You know, we see things through a kind of a spotty lens and, and, we, and uh, he, along with us and along with a lot of others out there, just doing our best to try to help people. So we can disagree or we can agree either way. He's doing the best he can. We're doing the best we can. And I'll just leave it at that. Fair was, enough. That like a, was that like a safe answer? Both sides of the fence. <laughs> yep. I'm just going to tell you what I think. Go ahead. I think Dave Ramsey's done a lot of good. I, I think, you know, I, I, I think about, you know, these people are out there that are, uh, big voices and they're, they have a big microphone and a big audience. And I say, you know, are people better off from listening to this guy? And I think they are. There's, there's so many stories of people just transforming their lives and getting out of debt and living with really a lot less pressure and, you know, a lot more peace of mind. I do believe it's a great thing. I don't think it's a good, I don't think Dave Ramsey is good for business owners. 
but for individuals that are really not looking to uh, enterprise or become a business owner, I think um, Dave Ramsey is an outstanding resource. But for business owners, you're going to struggle. You're going to really struggle without using some sort of leverage at some point to help your cash flow. So let's get into the business owner discussion, right? Debt. Jeff, what are some good times to get into debt as a business owner? How can we use debt more effectively? You know what I do is, 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 is I have a line of credit because we're, we're kind of seasonal, right? We're a seasonal business. And uh, so I have a line of credit because uh, sometimes the cash flow, I know it's coming, but it may not come right in that month that's needed because of the seasonality of our business. Mm -hmm. So I'll have a line of credit that will give us the, that buffer during that month or two. And then as soon as we get the money, we pay it right back off. So for me, we really don't even pay, if I think about it, I don't even think we ever really pay interest on it because we pay it off that quick. We also, what we use credit cards, right? But we pay it off every month. So all we're doing is borrowing just to pay it back. It's just, for us, it's more, it's not really a, a debt or a leverage feature. It's more like a, it's more like an ease of use feature that we're paying off each month so that we don't have to sit there and write out, you know, 40, 50 checks. We just put our, our card on account and, and, you know, get automatic payments taken out. Yeah. It's, it's use it like an accordion, you know, it's, it smooths out your cash flow. I think I've seen over my years here, too many businesses without a line of credit. I mean, even if you're not going to use it, it should be there to be a rainy day fund at a minimum just for, you know, a catastrophe or a pandemic, you know, a line of credit. It's, it's generally for business owners. It's when they need it, it's too late because if your business is in shambles or your business is really struggling, that's the hardest time to get a loan. You need to be going out there and get a line of credit when things are good. That's when the banks are going to look favorable. It's, it's obvious. It's, it's, it's pretty obvious. So when times are good, go out and get a line of credit. Generally speaking, banks will give you about 10% of gross receipts. That's like a general rule of thumb. Not hard and fast. Certain industries need more, right? More capital intensive, construction, development, but... At a minimum, every business out there should get a line of credit, at least 10% of gross receipts, and use it as a rainy day fund. It's a tremendous backdrop for you. Jeff, what do you think about debt structuring and how, how should people use debt to acquire new businesses, well, acquire new markets? Yeah, I mean, in some cases, it's, it's, we'll say it's like almost unavoidable, right? Because the price tags are just too high. And, and that's, you know, that's kind of like where leverage comes in is that you have to look at something and say, if we're, if we're as Christians to say, listen, we're going to stay away from debt entirely as a business owner, then we would probably not be able to do 95% of the, uh, the activities we'd want to do mm -hmm. because the price tags are just way too high. And most of us don't have millions and millions of dollars sitting around in order to, to invest. So what we're doing is we're taking on debt with, that has an asset that pays it off. And now if you're taking on debt that has no asset to pay it off, I mean, that's obviously, that's, that's a loser. That's a loser proposition. But for me, I am comfortable getting into a debtor, a debtor relationship with an asset, knowing that I'm purchasing an asset that is paying for itself and um, providing a profit over and above the, uh, the interest. 
but that's for me, right? So that's that's me personally. I don't have a problem with that. I couldn't do half the stuff I was able to do unless I got into that kind of debtor relationship. You know, we we buy real estate, right? Yeah. Could we ever could we ever buy some of that real estate without that debt? Impossible. Yeah, exactly. Impossible. Does that mean we're bad Christians for for not adhering to the word saying that debt is bad? No. no. Not at all. No, what it's basically saying, though, is that we are accepting the, uh, the responsibility of it and knowing that we're, you know, as the Bible says, enslaving ourselves to our debtor. We do understand that. And, and so we're not, we're not just taking on debt for the sake of taking on debt. We're taking on it on knowing that uh, we're creating that relationship for ourselves, which is frowned upon, but we've done enough of the, we'll say, background work to determine that we're, it doesn't necessarily use up our resources. We're able to get ahead and we're able to use that money for, for things that matter more. And that in our relationship with God, we feel he's, he's giving us the green light to go ahead and do it. Yeah. I, and, and right now I don't want people to think, Oh, let me go out and get as much debt as I can because interest rates are so low, but right now you'll probably never see this ever again. Interest rates in some countries around the world are negative. The United States, we have, you know, extremely low interest rates. The government is encouraging you to borrow. Use it to your advantage. I, I, don't, I don't think buying, you know, if you have an asset that pays for itself with cash flow, whether it's, and it's not just rental property, right? I know, you know we have a lot of dentists as clients. They're always buying equipment that's going to provide cash flow in treatments. And, and I always encourage them to finance it because if you're familiar with the cash on cash rate of return, that formula, you can, you can run a lot of calculations. I hate to get all accountant on you, but that cash on cash rate of return when using debt leverage is always, almost always, depending on the debt structure, higher than if you just bought it cash. So what does that tell you? My rate of return is higher with debt. Debt used responsibly at low interest rates can really, really improve your business and, and, and also take a lot of the stress off of you. Putting out 50, 60,000, you know, Dave Ramsey's very big on paying off your car payment. You know, if, if you need a new car, you absolutely need a new car and it's going to cost you 250 bucks a month. It might be very stressful on you shelling out, you know, all that money at once. Well, there's also no return, no return on that investment. Right. So isn't it a necessity? Most people need a Correct. car to get to their everyday jobs. So it kind of goes back to weighing when it makes sense, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, then that comes, becomes a question of, okay, do I need a brand new car or can I get a used car? Right. Do I need to take on a $50,000 uh, car pay, uh, car debt or, or can I take on a $15,000 car? So you're not encouraging people getting Ferraris for the sake of getting Ferraris. <laughs> well, I mean, I have one, but... <laughs> No, I certainly don't. Jeff has an orange Jeep. Orange Jeep Gladiator. You can see me coming a mile away. Not possible to miss him in that thing. No. It's like a highlighter orange. <laughs> not even like, it's not like, you know, regular orange. It's like a highlighter. Great. So now, now whenever I'm driving anywhere, everybody will know exactly who I am because I must be the only one that owns that colored what, vehicle. What was the color it was called, Jeff? Do you remember Pun what it was called? Pumpkin orange. I just wanted to hear you say that on record. <laughs> <laughs> That's All right. So look, it's, 
you know, debt, debt needs to be weighed seriously, right? It's, so I want to explain, I think what we do is uh, let's, let's explain like kind of what debt is scripturally. And not to, not to say, again, I want to reiterate, the Bible does not say that debt is a sin. It just, you have to understand what it does. And, and then in your relationship with God, whether it's, whether it's worth doing this or not with, with the call he has for you. All right. So we know, first of all, that it's, it's kind of against scripture because, you know, Paul said, and this, we said this before, Romans 13, 8, oh, no one, anything except to love one another for he who uh, loves another has fulfilled the law. So we know this, that scripture says you, you really should stay away from it. And we know that it creates bondage, right? And Proverbs 22, 7, the rituals over the poor and the borrower is a servant to the lender. We also mentioned that what you're doing is you're kind of, you're kind of robbing your future. Right, because you you know that it's going to take future earnings or future future revenue to be able to pay that off. So in Proverbs twenty seven one, it says, "Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such and such a city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth." So that's also, you know, something to pay attention to as well. We also know that debt also kind of interferes with what God provides us. Second Chronicles 16, 9, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to them. So we want to be careful that, uh, and this is why we say you take it up before God, because there may be a situation where he's trying to provide for you and increase your faith. And if you're just running out and grabbing debt, well, you're kind of you're kind of robbing that ability to happen. We also know that debt takes up resources, right? Because obviously you've got to pay it back, you've got to pay um, the interest. So if we look in Luke sixteen ten, he who is faithful and what is and what is least is faithful also in much, and he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the uh, unrighteous mammon. Who will commit to the trust? Who will commit it to your trust, the true riches? So we want to make sure that we're not using up our resources. And obviously, if you take on debt, you've got to pay it back. And you've got to, like for us, we, we look at it in a way and we say we have an asset that's going to pay it back. But that asset has to have a return and it is using up the resources of that asset. But you have to know that that's what's going on and make sure that that's actually what's going on if that works for you. Debt also will weaken someone's faith because if you are not trusting on God and you're always trusting on your own understanding and your own power, right? Your, your, your faith can't really increase because you're always just relying on yourself. You're always taking your own thoughts, your own opinions, your own matter, your own items into, into your own matters. Hebrews eleven six says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. The other thing that we worry about with debt is that debt teaches you really bad finances, right? Because you're always borrowing and you're never getting ahead. And it kind of gives you this almost independence that really isn't even there because you feel like, because typically when you get in debt, right, you buy something that's large and you're thinking, oh, look at, look at, I can, I can do this now. You've almost got this like false trust that you don't even realize you're going into bondage and that you've got to spend X number of years paying it, you know, paying it back. Proverbs 19.2 says, also, it is not good for a soul to be without knowledge, and he sins who hastens with his feet. So you have to understand that when you're doing things like this, you've got to have discipline. You've got to understand finances. You have to have the knowledge 
and the expertise to really be able to take advantage of what's going on the right way. You've got to know how to run your business. You've got to know what it means. If you're boring because you put yourself in a hole, that's not used in knowledge or, or wisdom. If you're borrowing because you're, you've, you've run the numbers, you've run the stats, you're specialized in a certain area, and you feel that asset will, uh, the resources of, of that asset enough to pay off the leverage as well as produce a, another return, that's a whole different story than someone who's just, you know, closing their eyes, throwing a dart at a dartboard and saying, gee, I hope this will work out. Ryan, so we're talking a lot about debt, right? We're kind of throwing, here's, here's kind of the way people do it. Here's kind of what scripture says to do it. What do you think of all this? I mean, for me, anytime I'm looking at a debt situation, it just has to make sense for me. I want it to be, like you said, an income producing asset. So whether it's a uh, net positive cash flow or it's a tax incentive asset, I really like to look and, and just really map out everything and make sure that if I'm going to put myself in a debt situation, that it actually makes sense for me. And like you said, I'm not borrowing for tomorrow using today's funds. All right. Thank you, Mr. Accountant. <laughs> I have to tease you anytime I can. In reality though, I mean like, all right, Ryan, lose the accountant right now. All right. And uh, just as a normal person. We're not normal. We're not normal <laughs> people at all. But just as a normal person. Like really, what do you, what do you think of debt? I'm not afraid of it. I just want it to make sense in my opinion, personally. Again, you don't want to overburden yourself with debt. What makes um, sense? That is a good question. What every makes situation sense? is different. And that's a cop-out accounting answer, but every situation <laughs> is different. So, so if you, right now, right? Let's say your car, you leasing or you buying right now? Buying. You own a car. Right. Yeah, but he has a he has a Jeep Wrangler, so I always allowed exclusion for those. One of the yeah. top cars. That's right. Those those we we give a pass to. So you should. You guys are saying buy a Jeep Wrangler. That's the only time I will allow debt. <laughs> and why is that, Jeff? <laughs> Can we get like advertising sponsors? We probably should from Jeep, right? Just in this one episode, we've promoted what the the Gladiator, <laughs> Gladiator Wrangler Wrangler. Now, what's I'm next? Actually, I have a Jeep and Cherokee as well. My wife's, but there you, you go. The you got family the, of Jeeps. You got the soccer mom car. Yep, it's white too. It's white. <laughs> it's a soccer mom. Uh, there's anything wrong with that? No, nope, you've got it. You for what? You you're only what a month away from new baby? Uh, man, it's uh, May fifth. So here we go. May fifth. You're gonna need that. You're gonna need that Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yep, girl soccer. That's for sure. Oh, get get ready. Yep. Yep. So for all you, the, all of you listening, yes, my wife is due May 5th. So maybe what we'll do is we'll do a podcast on children. That's going to be a tough day to have a child on Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yeah. Like the ER is usually filled, right? With drunks? Yes. Oh boy. Well. No, your wife will be fine. We, we, are, we already know you're going to have a, a healthy girl and we can't wait for that day. We're going to celebrate it with you. Yep. You just want me to have kids like you. So I'm I kidding. want you to suffer just the way I suffer. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. No, I'm kidding. Are you kidding? My kids are awesome. I got three boys. They're awesome. Yep. They are blessings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. And they do teach. I, I have to say, until I had kids, there was a lot of scripture. I didn't have a, enough of a grasp of until I had children. Children will teach you so many things about yourself that you didn't know existed. 
And uh, they also will bring a lot of um, scripture into context for you. Mm. And uh, at least it did for me, right? So, and there's, there's some bad sides of me that I didn't know I had until I had kids. And, uh, and then there's some sides of me I, that are, that are really good and caring. I didn't realize I had a, either. So kids are, kids are definitely a blessing and uh, they have nothing. Well, actually, I guess they have a lot to do with debt. Cause I feel like every day I'm going to debt with these kids, but nothing to do with the conversation. We have totally gone down a rabbit hole, but that's right. <laughs> yeah. They're also great tax breaks. Especially now. Oh, with the new law that just came out this past week. What next? Twenty twenty one. They're they're worth three thousand dollars each. Kids are paying for themselves now. Yeah. Wow. Huh. So it says my Jewish friends say though three thousand bucks that doesn't even cover the bris. But it's more than zero. It's true. That's so true. I think a, I, I think I saw a lot of money out there. Yeah, I think I saw. So obviously we're all getting fourteen hundred dollars stimulus package. But I think, I think I saw the, the calculation, which said we're all getting every taxpaying American plus ch- children are getting $1,400 each. There's obviously qualifications for that. But if you take the total package, which was however many trillions of dollars, and you divide it by all the taxpaying Americans, it comes out to almost six grand each that we have to pay back. So we're getting 1400 but it's going to cost us <laughs> 6000 See, See, that is not biblical debt. Right no, there. no, that is anti-biblical debt. Yeah, that's um, wow. We are not only borrowing against our future; we're borrowing against our kids' future, our grandchildren's future. Yeah, and uh, we're in a scary place because we're just you know it used to be where like if you said billions of dollars, those were scary numbers. Now it's like these packages are coming out in trillions, and this debt is unsustainable. Yeah, and and it's not and it's not even debt against an asset that's going to produce any return. We're actually almost as a country, we're almost insolvent, which means we're we're running the risk of not even being able to afford the interest on our debt. That's why rates will never go up. Mm-hmm. They can't. If rates go up, we can't make our payments. And you know, it's it's very interesting. It's very interesting. The whole world, for the first time in history, has either negative to low interest rates, the, the, every country in the world. So, so Ryan, you're the, uh, you're the youngest one of us. You're not far forward to, you're not far off from Al, but uh, very, you are very the, with us, with us spouting these numbers out. Uh, how do you feel about that? Really, really leaves you for a hopeful, a hopeful yeah. future. I mean, all I can do is shake my head. I mean, it is what it is. It's out of my control at this point, but essentially what I like to do is just have a nest egg, invest in assets that will always be income producing and kind of cover myself on that perspective. But when you see these, these types of packages rolling out, you can just already see the, the massive tax heights and inflation just right around the corner at this point. Yeah. It's only going to, this, this type of talk is only going to make, you know, what more popular crypto. Yes. Crypto. We're going to get into that. We're going to get that real soon. Not today. Cause that's, that's a whole topic in itself. Yeah. That'll be a, that'll be a future, um, a future topic as we get into crypto. You should bring on an expert for that. Yeah, Let's definitely. Move. We'll bring on Adrian. <laughs> we could. Let's bring on Adrian for crypto. Our in-house crypto expert. Yes. Yes, we are not without experts on crypto. We have, we'll bring on Adrian for crypto. Yes, crypto is a fascinating, fascinating asset that, has, that is backed by absolutely nothing, but it has value. It's, oh, I'm sorry. It's, it's not backed by nothing. It's backed by hype. 
It's backed by hype and has, but somehow has a, has a, a value. But we'll, we'll talk about that another time. And one of the other things that we're going to start working on is figuring out how to make Ryan not so accountanty. So mm. we're really picking on you a lot today, Ryan. Just, just a little bit. You're going to stop doing these early morning uh, podcasts. Give me more time to wake up and then I'll loosen up for you guys. How about that? Very good. All right. So we've, uh, we've, I think we've just spent the last 10 minutes talking about nothing that we were set out to talk about, yeah. but, but I think, I think we, you know, I think we hit on debt pretty good. It is obviously something you want to avoid, but there are times when it makes sense, but you definitely have to responsible. Yes. You must definitely be responsible. And, and take it before God, right? It's not for everybody. Not everybody has the discipline to be able to handle debt properly. And that doesn't make you good or bad. It just means you've got to, you got to have, an, you know, you got to check your heart, right? And, uh, and be prayerful about it. Never cease praying, right? Don't go by our words. What we did was we threw out a bunch of scripture. Those are the words that you go by. Don't go by our thoughts because our thoughts are based on our relationship with God and those aren't scripture and they're not, they really don't have any authority, but we're giving you kind of both sides of the coin to say, you know, here's, here's our thought process. Here's others thought process. Here's what the Bible says. Here's how other people view it. And it's really up for you to determine what works best for you. So that way, if you go out and get debt and you think that we gave you a license to do it, we're going to tell you that that's not accurate. We, we measure very carefully when we go into debt. It is very, it is not often that we will go into debt. We'll at times, I mean, we've even run our bank account down to, what were we? We were at the, we were down to like only hundreds of dollars at one point because of our, our timing. Wasn't it, wasn't it right? It was, it got really, really low. And did we have an opportunity to go? And we almost, you know, we were talking about it saying, oh, let's, let's go get bank debt so we can get ourselves out of this little hole we're in until the cash flow gets better. Cause like, especially during COVID, we had very few people paying us because everybody was struggling. So we were doing the work and we were probably working two to three times more than the normal, but, but people were paying a lot slower than normal too. And we did contemplate putting ourselves into debt. <clears throat> and then we chose not to, we said, you know what, we're either going to get paid for our work. We're not going to push ourselves out a year and really kind of hurt ourselves in that respect because there's no way it pays itself back. The timing just doesn't work out. And uh, I was glad we made that choice because uh, the, the check started coming in and uh, we started getting back to, back to normal again. I wouldn't say we're fully there yet, but, but we, know, we know that's just around the corner as, as everyone's lives start to get back to normal. Hopefully, you know, states like Connecticut, New Jersey, New York, start really opening things up. They really do. It's, it's, uh, it's time. People need to get back to normal and working for a living and providing for their families and not living off the government. I'll stop there because I'll just keep going. And... Yeah, we're not going to go another political conversation today <laughs> with you, Al. We're political hacks. Just... <laughs> That's right. We're political hacks. <laughs> we show our colors. No, you know what we are? We're Americans who want to succeed. That's what we are. We just want a piece of the pie. American pie. (laughs) I don't even know what to say with that one. (laughs) I wonder if this will make the actual podcast. I should have cut it 30 seconds ago, guys. Will Scott cut it out? By the way, if you want to do a podcast for your business, Scott's on air. We highly recommend it. Does a great job. 
that's all we have for today. Hope you had a good time. I know we went, we squirreled a bit. We went on some very off topic things, but at the end of the day, we wanted to talk about debt and we hope you have a great, uh, a better perspective on it from a Christian point of view and also from a business point of view. And hopefully you're integrating those two and bringing it to God and praying on it. Um, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts from. You can even ask your home smart speaker to play Jesus Does My Taxes. So we're pretty much everywhere. Find us, rate us, subscribe us, share with your friends. Once again, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for listening. We look forward to our next episode.